Hi, this is Brie Pear from Thrive, and you are listening to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. Clarity is a powerful tool that allows you to organize, optimize, and update your blog content for maximum growth. My food blog, Pip and Ebby, has nearly 1,000 posts. I have learned so much about constructing an incredible, valuable blog post since I began my blog in 2010. It should go without saying that my older blog posts are not quite as solid as my current blog posts. Some of my older content is missing nutrition information, alt text, internal links, no follow links, video, and some are missing all of the above. Clarity allows me to easily identify those posts that need those elements, create projects to make sure that the updates are made, and track how those updates impact my traffic. I already have great recipes. Clarity helps me add the frosting that takes those posts from great to outstanding. If you are interested in learning more and potentially becoming an early adopter of Clarity, you can go to clarity.com forward slash eblogtalk to sign up for the waiting list and receive 50% off your first month. Go to clarity.com forward slash eblogtalk or check out the resources page on eblogtalk.com forward slash resources to learn more. Hey, food bloggers. Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, the podcast for food bloggers looking for the value and confidence that will move the needle forward in their businesses. This episode is sponsored by Rank IQ. I am your host, Megan Porta, and you are listening to episode number 362. And my dog buddy is with me today. <laughs> today, I also have Brie Pear. She is my guest, and she is going to talk about how batching and time management can be game changers for food bloggers. Brie Pear is a coach for bloggers and entrepreneurs. Her company Thrive educates and empowers bloggers and influencers to build their brands so they have financial freedom and the flexibility to live their lives to the fullest. She is passionate about helping female entrepreneurs live out their dreams and helping them with the strategy to do so. Brie, thank you for joining me and my dog buddy today. I so appreciate you. How are you? I am so good and doesn't bother me at all. Hopefully it doesn't set off any other dogs for people that are listening. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I was telling you before we started that I just don't have an option today. I have to, re- maybe this is like part of our theme. Like you have to stay on track sometimes and just yeah. do things even if it's not perfect. Keep with the time management situation. So yeah, Buddy is here with me today. I apologize but we've got to get this done. And I'm so excited to chat with you because I love this topic. But before we get into it, what fun fact do you have to share with us? Yes. So I was trying to think, I'm like, okay, something fun. Let's pull this together. I love to bake and I basically have a huge section in my pantry dedicated to baking cakes. I'm not a professional by any means. I don't share this. Don't go head over to my personal social and expect to see pictures of cakes, but I just love it so much. It brings me joy and it helps me to relax. I feel like I don't think about work or anything else when I'm decorating a cake. So yeah, it was my random fact. (laughs) I love that. I love making cakes too for enjoyment. And I only have a few on my blog, Mm -hmm. but it is so relaxing for me as well. What kinds of cakes do you like? Do you like layer cakes or what's your favorite? 
Yes. I love doing layers. I like doing small, like five inch, just little round layers, like three layers. And I am obsessed with sprinkles. Sweet Apolita is like one of my favorites. I have their advent calendar and I'm trying to stop myself from buying the next advent calendar that gives you all the sprinkles. (laughs) And I just, I think I love that fun, creative aspect of it. My background is in graphic design. And so this is like me getting to play with art, but with food. And so I just love it. Oh, I love that fact. Yes, I could talk cakes all day, but I suppose it's a little bit different than batching and time management. (laughs) So we'll get to that topic. But I want to hear how you got started. Like what put you on a journey of being really interested in batching and time management? Yeah. I mean, for me, when it comes to batching, I mean, so I have been blogging since 2011 and have had different things happen in my life that, as we all do, you go through different seasons where you have more time than other times, right? Based on what's happening. And so because of that, I just realized that I need to get some type of system to help me save time because I want to enjoy the creative process of whatever I am doing. And oftentimes when it comes to creating a blog post, when it comes to writing things for social media or even your email, it can start to get draining when you feel like you're on this constant hamster wheel of content creation. And so I knew that I needed to figure something out so that way I didn't lose that spark and lose that love of my craft and love of what I do and what I teach. And so that's really why I came up with, you know, my batching method and how it works for me. And a disclaimer up front, like it doesn't work for everyone, my exact system. But what I always encourage people that I coach is, you know, here, listen to how I do it. But then like, let's figure out a way for it to work for your life and for your brain, because everybody works differently. And so I know batching can look different for everybody. But I think when you start to introduce this concept into everything you do, that it can be a huge game changer. I love that you said batching doesn't work the same for everyone, because I think that there's a stigma there like, oh, she batches this way, so I have to do it exactly like that. And if it doesn't work, then there's something wrong with me. And that's not the case. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that is the last thing we want to do. I mean, we get enough of that on social media every time we're on it, right? Feeling like, oh, because somebody is doing this, I need to be doing this. And that's, it's just too much pressure. Like it doesn't work for me and my mental health. And I know it can't work for everybody else too. Like you have to do what's best for you. And just because you see somebody else doing it one way doesn't mean you have to follow that exact path. Can you give us a definition? What would you say batching is? So batching is when you take a certain task and you break it down or you do a bunch of one exact type of task at one time. And so to explain that a little bit further, if we just take a blog post, right? Because that's what we're talking about here. If you take a blog post and you break it down, and the easiest way for me was to think back when we were in English class in high school or college, and they're teaching you how to write a paper. The first thing that you had to do was do some research and figure out what your subject was going to be. And then you had to write a first draft or you had to write an outline and then you had to write a first draft, right? Like you took this daunting task of writing a paper and you broke it down into manageable tasks. 
That's what we want to do with a blog post. And so what batching does is for each of those tasks, we're going to do it for several blog posts at a time. So if you are sitting down to do a research for a blog post and you're going to sit down and look at, okay, I'm going to figure out what the keywords are going to be for this blog post. Instead of just doing it for one blog post and then moving on, since your brain is already hyper-focused on that one task, you're going to do it for several blog posts. And that's what batching is. It's doing several of one specific type of task for multiple things. So it could be, you know, scheduling your social media. Okay, instead of just sitting down, writing one post real quick and posting it, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to go into my planner and I'm going to type out captions for five posts because my brain is already hyper-focused on it and I'm in the zone. Whenever we get in the flow of something, we don't want to stop that. We want to keep running with it. And so that's what batching allows us to do is kind of close off all those other tabs of everything that we're going to have to do in a few minutes or, you know, what's coming down the road next and be able to just really focus on one task. And when we do that, you're going to find that it saves you so much time and you're able to enjoy the process a lot more. Oh my gosh. You just gave like the most perfect definition of batching that I've ever heard. That was so well said. I could never have said said it like you did. So nice work on that. Also, I wanted to say that I love the flow. Don't you love that? Like that feeling when you're in the flow of batching and you're like, this is it. This is that batching flow that everyone talks about. Oh yeah. Because I mean, that's ultimately what we're wanting is, you know, the worst thing that happens, like I was talking about earlier, is we start to lose that creativity and we lose that spark because we just feel like we're always in this hustle mindset. And I know that's something that we all deal with constantly because we are content creators. We're always creating content. And so if there's something that we can do to protect that and to really figure out how to stay in that fun zone and that fun flow when we're in it, Batching really allows you to do that and it allows you to get yourself off of that hamster wheel and to start to enjoy the process again and to just love every piece of it. Okay. We want to hear your batching method. What method do you use for it? Yeah. So I, I don't know if there's like an actual, like anybody's coined any type of method or anything, maybe I should, but for me, it really starts with, you know, what I was talking about earlier and started to go into is starting with breaking down a blog post. And so what we want to do is we want to do that for every single aspect in our business. So just like we break down a blog post, which I can dive into a bit more, we're also going to sit down and be like, okay, what else can I batch in my business? Maybe it's Pinterest. Oftentimes, what I like to do is help people figure out, okay, let's be really realistic with our time. How much time do you have available to you every single week? And then I kind of help them figure out, okay, here's what's important. Here's what we need to focus on. And so let's say somebody comes to me and they're like, okay, well, I really want to focus on Pinterest and I'm going to dedicate X amount of hours per week to it. Well, Pinterest is one of those things that we can really easily batch. And so what you can do instead is you're going to be able to see as I walk through these different things that, okay, instead of me sitting down to do Pinterest every single week or to write an email newsletter to my audience every week, really, I could do that once a month or twice a month if I have like a shorter chunk of time. And so that's what batching allows us to do. And then that's going to save you time 
so where you can spend more time in other creative areas. So going back to the blog post. So like I said, we kind of think of it like an English paper. And so we want to break it down into those different steps. So the first step being usually, you know, like that research and SEO step. And so being able to do that, let's say that we're going to do this for three blog posts instead of one. And normally, if we were just to do one blog post from beginning to end, let's say it takes you anywhere from four to six hours. And that includes like any photo editing or anything else. And maybe maybe it's longer, right? We're not, that doesn't necessarily, you know, I know we're talking to, I'm sure we have a lot of food bloggers listening. So you're like, yeah, I I wish. (laughs) But obviously that doesn't include like the recipe creation and all of that that goes into it. But what you want to do is you want to break down those little pieces. And so you're going to do it for three tasks instead of one. And then what you'll do next is you'll create an outline. So, but you're going to create an outline for three blog posts instead of one. And then you're going to walk away. You're going to go get your cup of coffee. You're going to go check your recipe. You're going to go do whatever else you need to do. But what we'll do is like, we'll break this into manageable time chunks throughout the week, throughout the month. And then that way you're able to really sit in that flow. And so what happens here too is, you know, if you're just having an off day where you're like, I literally cannot sit down and write a blog post, like it is just not going to work, but your brain is going to allow you to focus on batching, you know, like instead, you know, yeah, I can sit down in front of Canva and I can crank out, you know, 20 templates for Pinterest, you know, that I can do that. I I can turn on a podcast. I don't have to think about anything. I can just plug in some pictures and my text and go. And so batching allows you to, you know, make it work for you. So you can really be like, okay, this is where I'm feeling creatively inspired right now. I'm in the flow. I want to keep going because that's what happens a lot, right? Is we start to do one thing and we're like, oh my gosh, I'm just in the flow. Like the words are flowing. This is like going so good. And it just feels easy. And the worst thing that happens is we have to stop that flow. Mm It's like, okay, well, I finished that. So I have to move on to the next task. Batching allows you to stay in that flow because when you're in that flow, you're able to work a lot faster. And so that's how you'll see if you break it down and I I broke it down before um, for our Facebook group and I, I can't remember the exact times, but basically you can break your time down almost by half of how long it would take you to normally write three blog posts. You can pretty much cut it plan on cutting it in half because you're able to stay in that one mindset and focusing on that one thing. And when we're focused, I mean, it's, you know, it's like when we have a bunch of tabs open on our screen and we're jumping from thing to thing to thing, it takes us a lot longer to get something done, right? Yes. But when we close all those tabs and we super hyper-focus on cleaning out our inbox, we're able to do it a lot faster than if we're jumping from that to social media, to our blog, to whatever else it is. And so it's that same type of concept that I just really apply to every aspect of my business. And if anyone is doubtful of this and hasn't experimented with batching, I say like just time yourself, right? Like do do an experiment, do one blog post, see how long it takes you, Mm -hmm. and then figure out a day when you have the time for three, like you said, and time yourself then and see the difference. And you will be blown away by how much faster you can get more blog posts done in a, yeah, in like a one chunk of time. Yeah. And you, you also like, again, like I said, like you get to figure out how this works for you. And so you don't have to write three blog posts in a day. I'm not saying that, but what you're, when you're able to batch things, 
you're able to even let's say, you know, normally in a week, you only write one blog post. Well, now in a week, you can do all of these different little tasks. And so at the end of the week, you're writing three. So it doesn't have to be like this huge daunting thing that you tackle in a day, but thinking about how long, how many days it takes you to do one blog post and imagining those that same amount of days, but you get three done instead. Oh, think of all the time. I'm always blown away by the amount of time that batching opens up for me. And yes. it's not, okay, here's another point. And you can probably relate to this, Brie. Batching isn't always fun. Like it can be really hard <laughs> yeah. to sit down like, oh my gosh, I have a lot of work to do in this yeah. little amount of time. But the reward is just like so much time opens up for you in the future, right. like future time. And making it fun for yourself too. So if it's feeling like, oh, I don't want to sit down and do this, kind of going back to asking yourself why. Like, are you feeling tapped creatively? You need to get out of your own space. For me personally, when I start to feel like that, I know that I need to pack up my laptop and I need to go to a coffee shop. I just work so much faster and so much more focused when I have other people around me for some reason. And so maybe it's that you need to change your environment a little bit, or maybe it's that you need to just make your favorite cup of coffee and light a candle. I do that as well. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down for an hour and I'm going to do this, but I'm going to make it like really nice for myself and cozy. Maybe I turn on some good music or a podcast if I'm able to listen to something while I'm working, light a little candle, have my cup of coffee. And, you know, we're allowed to do that. Like, you don't have to make this like so rigid and like, this is work. It cannot be fun. Like Mm. (laughs) with our jobs, we get to make this whatever we want it to be. I love that. So catering it to your desires, like what makes you work better? You said that the coffee shop makes you really productive. Maybe Mm -hmm. for some people that would be like sitting outside and quiet. So just knowing like self-awareness, I think is huge here. Knowing what works for for you, what environment works and all of that. And then just tapping into that. That's what I said. Like it can be as simple as like lighting a candle. And so next time you go to Target, be like, you know what? I'm going to pick up a little $5, $10 candle for myself. And this is going to be my batching candle. And sometimes scents like get us in the mood for certain things, right? So, you know, making it, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It doesn't, you know, if you're limited on time or you've got kiddos and you can't just, you know, leave and run to a coffee shop, like you can make it work for you to set the environment. Let's take a quick break from the episode to chat about Rank IQ, my favorite keyword research tool that is made just for bloggers. Maybe you are looking for a more efficient way to do keyword research and you're needing a way to open up space in your business so you can work on other projects. I will share a strategy with you that I have implemented in my business that required four intensive months of work and that has produced a nice, fruitful crop of traffic and revenue and that allowed me to take most of this past summer off work. From January through April, 2022, I published 57 blog posts, all of which were run through the Rank IQ keyword research tool and optimizer. Most of this content was non-recipe material, so it did not require recipe development, cooking, videography, or photography. I rode the wave of those efforts and I've watched my traffic steadily increase year over year. My blog traffic is now up 64% year over year thanks to this strategy. This is the first time in the history of my 12-year-old food blog that I have seen an increase in traffic this substantial. Go to rankiq.com to check it out for yourself. Now back to the episode. 
Also lighting, I found there are certain like harsh lights I don't work well or I don't work productively under, Mm -hmm. but more natural lighting works for me or like plants too. Plants always make me feel good and like productive. I don't know if that's weird, but. (laughs) No, not at all. I love my plants. (laughs) Yeah, they just, I don't know, they stimulate me somehow, but figuring out what those things are and tapping into them. So this is also a talk about self-awareness and just you know, looking around and seeing what makes you work the best. And let's see, what else should we cover about batching? Is there anything we've missed? Any tips you have or anything else you want to impart about that? I mean, I would really say like, look at everything that you're doing for your business and look at, you know, when is it fun for you to make, to do certain things? When do you have the most fun creating? And, you know, why is that? And and I love that you said, you know, it's a lot of like self-reflection for this because I mean, I think, you know, when we're taking care of ourselves and when we're doing things that are fun and that, you know, obviously not every part of work is going to be fun, but if we can try to figure out how we work best, then our work is going to be better and it's going to reflect to our audience. And so, you know, we're wanting to grow our audience. We're wanting to connect with more with our audience. But if you think about it, if you're constantly creating from a place of stress and overwhelm, that is going to translate into what you're doing, right? If you take it in the aspect of looking at, you know, kids and how they can feed off your energy without you even saying anything. But if you're stressed about something, they can pick up on it or even animals, right? Like your dog can pick up when you are stressed or tense about something, right? Maybe that's why he was crying a bit more because he could sense your energy. And so that does translate to when we are creating for our audience. And so if we can do these little things to help us have fun and to stay in that creative flow and, you know, just remind myself or remind ourselves of why we're doing this in the first place and why we were so passionate about it at the beginning and try to figure out what are the little things that I can do to get back into that feeling. And again, it's not going to be every single time, but it's it's just little things. And so that's what batching really allows you to do is feel less pressure of I've got to just crank out this blog post as fast as I can to I'm going to work on the task for three and really enjoy each process as much as I can, even if it's something I really hate. Like maybe you really hate <laughs> looking up keywords, but you're like, okay, I'm going to time myself for an hour and I'm just going to get it done. I'm going to get it done with my latte and my candle and we're just going to make it happen. <laughs> Where do you recommend people start with this? Because there are so many pieces of food blogging. There are so many mm-hmm. things that I feel like could be batched. Yeah. So if someone's like, yeah, I want this flow. I want this magic. Where do they start? I would really just start with a pen and paper and start writing down all of the pieces. Break down just one blog post and what are all of the pieces that go into it? And then figure out, okay, what works best for me? How do I like to create? How do I like to write? Maybe you like to get in the kitchen first. Maybe you like to go to spend time at the grocery store and being inspired. Maybe you like to travel, whatever it is, and figure out, okay, what can I do from this list and break them down into like sections? Be like, okay, I'm going to be, I can break this down so I can do this part for multiple at one time. And that makes sense to my brain. And that seems like it would be easy and maybe even a little bit fun. That's what I would do is just, you have to like, just start with your blog post 
and break down every little piece. But don't just start, stop there. So do it with your blog post and then do it for every other piece of marketing that supplements that blog post. So if it's an email, if it's a Google web story, if it's Instagram or TikTok, whatever else it is, and start to look at, okay, how can I save time? How can I do multiple for all of those tasks as well? And then you look at your calendar and be like, how do I want my week to actually flow? What do I like to do? How do I like my days to be structured? Because we all have like different routines. Some of us are more morning people and some of us like to work in the evenings. And again, going back to what we talked about before is it doesn't have to look the same as how I do it, as how Megan does it, as how anybody you follow on social media does it. You don't have to have this amazing morning routine where you wake up and you are up at 4 a.m. and you're drinking your lemon water and all of this. <laughs> like, no, you don't have to do that. If that's you, awesome. But again, like this all comes back to what works for you and what do you like to do and what brings you joy? And sometimes it just takes playing around with things and trying it one way and then trying it a different way later. One of the signals for me when I know I need to start experimenting with batching with something is when I say to myself, oh my gosh, like I'm doing this last minute again. Yeah. And then that's like a sign where I'm like, oh, okay, so I need to sit down and batch this task. So for me, it was like creating audiograms for social media, like things Mm -hmm. like that, where I was always scurrying last minute just to get them done. And when you can kind of recognize what those things are that you put off, then you can experiment there too. I found that's a really helpful signal for myself. And that still happens to me, right? And I'm sure it still happens to you. Like, just because we love batching yeah. doesn't mean that it is like always done. Oh no, <laughs> right? like, no, it never ends. There are still moments where I'm like, oh, I didn't get the newsletter done. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, I need to set aside a day this week or next week to write several newsletters and get ahead. Yeah. And so I just sit down in my planner and I pick a day and I make it happen. You know, it, and that's the other thing too is we will, it seems like for, at least for me anyways, it's so much easier for us to shift things around for other people. Or if, you know, something else needs to be done or something a little bit more fun, even on our calendar, but setting aside a chunk of time and being like, I'm sorry, I can't meet for coffee during this time because I already have a meeting on my calendar. That meeting on the calendar can be with yourself. Yes. Oh, it boundaries, can. right? Like that's so, okay. setting those boundaries is so good. Yeah. And so setting those times for yourself to do certain things and writing it on the calendar, having the plan, you know, prepping so it's a successful meeting with yourself is also important. Oh, I th- I love that point. I think that's really important to mention that you don't always have to put your own work aside. You don't have to set your own priorities aside that you your work and what you do is a priority and to protect that time on your calendar. Like put it on your calendar and then protect it. Okay, so what else have we missed? I want to talk about your like time management cuz I feel like that's a little bit different to see if you have any specific tips on that. But first, I want to just see if you have anything else you want to mention about batching itself. Nothing else is coming to mind at the top of my head, but just reminding you, like, you know, figure it out and try it for yourself and be okay with the learning process too. Oftentimes we want to 
be perfect as something right when we start. <laughs> and that's not always the case. So just allow yourself to experiment with it. And like what you said earlier, Brie, it's a journey. It's never going to be done. So you're never going to get to a point just like blogging where you're like, okay, I've got it all. This is got it in the bag. It's good. It's yep. a constant evolution where I'm tweaking it all the time. And over time, you're like, oh, I've got this process. It's really refined. I'm a streamlined person. I have a streamlined business. But there's always room for improvement. So keep that in mind. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So time management is a little bit different and it plays into batching, but I would love to hear your thoughts on time management, how you do this in your life. Do you have any specific tips for us? You know, I feel like it's really kind of a culmination of what we've talked about is, you know, figuring out what type of batching method works for you and setting boundaries. And so that can be setting boundaries for yourself on like, okay, I'm going to work from this time to this time, or I'm going to honor the meetings that I set for myself. It can also look like setting boundaries when you're at your computer and making sure that, okay, when I sit down to work on something, I am going to have the boundaries of closing all the other tabs that are distracting. Or, you know, one of my favorite plugins for, I use Google Chrome. I'm, I'm sure it's probably for other ones too, but it's newsfeed eradicator. And what that does is it turns off the newsfeed for a bunch of different social media sites. So I use it primarily for Facebook because I'm on Facebook constantly for my groups. And that's why I use Facebook. Like I don't, I have a personal account, but it's, I never use it. And so this just helps any distractions that I would get from scrolling in my newsfeed. And so it's setting those boundaries for yourself, you know, in, in different ways. You know, it's honoring the commitments that you've made to yourself. It's closing down tabs when you say you're going to work on something. And then one of the other things that I love to do is just like having that set time of like, okay, I'm going to do sit down for 50 minutes. And I'm going to work on this specific thing. And I recently found an app that a friend recommended to me called Groove, G-R-O-O-V-E. It's a free app. It's on your phone. And what it is, is it's like a little co-working app. And it kind of takes like almost like a Pomodoro method and combines it with other people that are also working. And I love it so much. I get so much done when I'm like focused and responsible for, or I tell somebody else what I'm going to do. And so that's what this app does. And so you get on, you log in, And you can start a groove and it'll start it with up to three other people. And you all hop into this little groove session. It's on video, but nobody cares. You can show up without makeup. You can show up just as you are and be like, hey, this is what I'm going to work on for the next 50 minutes. And everybody just goes around really quick and says what they're going to work on. And then everybody's usually like, okay, good luck. See you in 50. And then you go and do that work. You go and do the work that you said that you told everybody you were going to do for 50 minutes. And then at the end, you regroup real quick and you let everybody know how you did. And you will be amazed. I get so much done because I'm like, nope, I can't pick up my app. I can't pick up my phone and look Mm -hmm. at Instagram. I can't open another tab and get distracted because I said I was going to do this for 50 minutes. I can focus for 50 minutes. I do not need to be distracted during this time. And so that's an app that I recommend to everyone. I love it. And it's helped me so much. It's, it's always amazing that, you know, when you tell somebody you're going to do something and be like, no, I need to get this done because there's just that little extra accountability. It's so true. Accountability goes so far. And I've never heard of that app before, but that sounds amazing. 
I love it. And you know, it really, the concept started with me. I would do this with some friends that also worked from home and we would just check in with each other either over text or on Marco Polo and be like, Hey, I'm just checking in. I'm telling you what I'm going to do for the next hour. That way somebody else is like, knows, right? (laughs) It was basically like holding me accountable in some way, even if you don't text me back, like this is what I'm going to do. And usually they will and be like, okay, cool. Sounds good. And then they'll check in with me later. And so it kind of started with that type of concept. And then somebody introduced me to this app and it's, it's been great. There's something about, you know, even just checking in with a friend and being like, Hey, can you ping me in an hour and make sure I got this done? (laughs) Yeah. And I just thought, you know, it might be helpful just to start your own Zoom call with a few Mm -hmm. friends that you trust. It sounds a lot like what Groove is and just doing exactly that, like getting on, maybe playing some music, playing your own music and just like, here's what I'm doing. Like a silent co-working hour. Yeah, right. Yes. There's so much I've done that before and they're so great. Gosh, I think I might try that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Hopefully I'll see you on there. Yes. Such a great tip. Okay. Any other time management tips for us? Um... Those are the ones that come to mind. And again, it's like, it's being easy on yourself. I I don't know why I keep coming back to that, but hopefully somebody listening needed to hear that. Just, you know, giving yourself grace. I mean, that's, you know, you started this business for freedom and flexibility in your life. And so allowing yourself to be human, to push, you know, some timelines back if you're the one that set the timeline and, realize you're a little over eager <laughs> with certain things. I do that often. And I'm like, why am I running myself into the ground? And, you know, that's all a part of this process of being a business owner and learning different techniques and learning different methods is so much of it is just how do I want to live my life and what makes me happy and brings me joy? Oh my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah. I do think there's so much power in all of this, but at the end of the day, you have to have grace with yourself and be gentle because a burnt out entrepreneur is not going to succeed, right? So you've right. like tweak and refine and I think push yourself a little bit to experiment with batching and manage your time, but you also have to be really nice to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything we missed? I feel like I could talk about this all day. I love this <laughs> I know, topic so too. much, but I just want to make sure that we hit those main points. I feel like I covered all of it. And you guys, if you had more questions for me, I mean, you ping me anytime on social media. I love talking about batching. So my friend keeps telling me I need to make some type of course or something that's called batching with Brie. And I'm like, I know, I know. That is my ever-growing list. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I will sign up for your course when you create it, Brie. I can't (laughs) wait for that to happen. (laughs) Manifesting it. Yes, yes, for sure. Well, thank you for being here today and talking about one of my favorite topics. It's been a pleasure to connect with you, Brie. Absolutely. I loved this conversation. Same. Do you have a quote or words of inspiration to leave us with today? You know, one of the things that comes to my mind is, and this is kind of funny and to some, it may be a little strange, but one of my best friends told me whenever I was getting overwhelmed with a big project is how do you eat an elephant? Mm. I'm like, what, what are you saying? And she's like, how do you eat an elephant? I'm like, I don't know. And she says one bite at a time. And so whenever I feel overwhelmed with tasks that are big or even small that are just overwhelming is just one step at a time. You can only do one thing at a time. And so just remind yourself of that is that, you know, a baby step is a good step. 
Mm, I love that. Such a great way to end. We'll put together a show notes page for you, Bree. So if anyone wants to peek at those, you can go to eblogtalk.com forward slash thrive. I want to hear about your podcast. Tell us all about that and where we can find you online and other places too. Yeah. So you guys can find our podcast in whatever app you're listening to. It's the Thrive Blogger and Influencer Podcast. And we're over there with new episodes every Thursday. Would love to have you guys over there and hear what you think about our show. And then otherwise you can find us, probably the be- one of the best ways to find us is on, if you're on Facebook, we have a Facebook group called the Thrive Blogging Community. And it's one of our favorite places to connect with others. Otherwise on social media, it's Thrive Together Blog. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Bree. And everyone go check out Bree's podcast out and find her online and say hi and just thank you for being here again and thanks for listening today food bloggers I will see you in the next episode thank you so much for listening to this episode of eat blog talk if you enjoyed this episode I'd be so grateful if you posted it to your social media feed and stories I will see you next time